You are listening to the Tech Chef Podcast, episode number 40, February 9th, 2021. This show is produced in partnership with Hospitality Technology and Restaurant Technology Network. Smarter hotels, smarter restaurants. Hi, this is Robert Furpo Capiello, Editor-in-Chief at Hospitality Technology. You're listening to Skip on the Tech Chef Podcast. Off-premise strategy, business continuity. How about a taste test of restaurant technology? Drive-through or curbside, mobile apps or AI. It's all on the menu, cooking up for the day. It's a recipe for success. You're in good hands with the Tech Chef Make a plan to be your best Strategize with the Tech Chef Welcome back to the Tech Chef Podcast. That's right, you have heard of us and now you've found us. We are the hottest new place for all of your restaurant and hospitality technology news. I made a promise to you last year about digging more into the hospitality and hotel side of the equation, and today is the start of that. For those of you joining for the first time, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button right now so you don't miss a single episode. If you are joining us for the first time or have been listening to us since the beginning, please consider leaving us a positive review on your podcast feed wherever you listen to us. Today, we're going to talk about how hotels can learn from restaurants during this time of COVID and all the flexibility that the restaurants have made. Specifically, we're going to talk about moving away from your main brand to survive through these times of COVID and beyond. Some of the areas we will cover to begin the conversation of bridging the gap between restaurants and hotels are food lockers, virtual kitchens, and ghost kitchens. These are all items that a hotel may not have thought about and maybe might also give some thought to a restaurant that might have a connection with a hotel to dig into the concept of utilizing their kitchens. Remember, the success behind any brand that is trying to launch a ghost or virtual kitchen is the proximity and the radius of the kitchen to their ideal target group. Now, more than likely, hotels fit within that criteria. Therefore, they're probably a perfect criteria for this type of concept. Today is unusual due to the fact I'm being interviewed instead of me interviewing somebody else. This was recorded for the Hotel Next conference that went live in the early part of December. I just received permission to release this to all of you, so I wanted to share it because there is a great information and use case scenarios on both sides of the business. Now, the conversation is only about 10 minutes, so you aren't going to be forced into listening to a long show today, I promise. Now, for me, it's kind of refreshing to be on the opposite side of the microphone for a change. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. I'm Robert Furpo Capiello, Editor-in-Chief at Hospitality Technology. My guest is Skip Kimple, CIO of 4R Restaurant Group and host of the Tech Chef Podcast. Skip, welcome to HT Next. Robert, thank you so much for having me here today. 
we're psyched to talk to you about what hotels can learn from restaurants. Now, of course, in 2020, uh, due to the pandemic, restaurants had to pivot like never before into new business models, new revenue streams, just new ways of thinking. Of course, restaurants have a kind of built-in flexibility that not all hotels have, but we believe there are some firm lessons that hotels can learn. And one of them that you've mentioned to me is that restaurants had to really start thinking beyond the conventional brand uh, as to what they can do. What are your, what are your thoughts about that? So I, I think when it comes down to the restaurants, some of the more successful ones during the COVID period, especially right out of the gate, they were willing to make changes that, that varied from their normal brand. For instance, Four Rivers Restaurant Group, we're a barbecue brand. However, we were selling lasagna. We were selling groceries. We listened to what the customer wanted, and we also listened to the industry in regards to what the guest and the customer was looking for, you know, things that were hard to get and things that they were trying to provide their family with. And we're a very community-based organization to begin with. And we really, as a, as a leadership group, we decided, you know, we're going to do whatever it takes to survive so that we have an employment for our, our uh, team members beyond COVID. And we brand aside, obviously, we try to keep some of our brand involved, but we did whatever it took to survive. And I think that flexibility is so important. I know brands in particular that refuse to move away from their brand. And I think that that hurt them in the long run. Now, one example that you've shared with me, and I, I love it, it uh, a, a technology that's available to restaurants, but could also be very useful to hotels is, uh, is food locker technology. And, um, you know, describe to, describe to the, our HT Next audience how food lockers could potentially solve a problem for hotel operators. Well, I think food lockers were kind of trending prior to COVID. However, with the contactless scenario that consumers are demanding, food lockers gave us another opportunity not to only provide a more contactless experience for our consumers, but also uh, to provide that safety for our team members and kind of streamline our entire off-premise strategy. Uh, food lockers basically go within our restaurants where the restaurant places the order within the food locker when it's placed, the guest comes in, they've been notified via text message, use a QR code, whatever it is, whatever technology, there's several companies out there with different types of technologies. The consumer walks up to the, the pods or the, the food locker, either scans a QR code or hits uh, open my food locker. Their food, their door opens up, they pull out their food. So there's a very limited chain of custody. And food lockers are very interesting because there's heated food lockers, as you've seen in, let's say, Little Caesars Pizza, uh, if you've ever frequented a Little Caesars. Uh, there's cooled food lockers, and there's also ambient food lockers. And they're replacing the concept of cubbies or what you might experience or find at a Panera Bread, for instance. So uh, one of the ROIs of a food locker for a restaurant is uh, spoilage and accidental um, taking of somebody else's order. There might be two Daves or two Roberts that walk into the restaurant. They grab the wrong bag because they see Robert on there, but they didn't, they didn't realize there's two Roberts. Um, and the end result is a loss for the restaurant, and they have to remake the food. Now, how this relates to food lockers, as I've been, I've been talking to those companies uh, frequently lately, and they see a big 
use case scenario for the hotels where a branded, uh, completely wrapped food locker could sit either in the lobby, they could sit on the floors for two purposes. One, it makes it easier for a third-party delivery company, such as an Uber Eats, a Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, whatever it is, to be able to come in, drop off the food, notify the guest, hey, your food is ready, it's in the locker. The guest comes down and gets their food. Number two, it gives the opportunity for the hotel to reopen their kitchens. If they're closed now because of the concern of a social distancing aspect um, or a restriction within their state, it gives them the opportunity to prepare that food, place that food in a food locker, or you know, if it's a generalized area or even if it's per floor, it gives the hotel the opportunity to get that kitchen back up and running and provide an additional revenue source again for that hotel. Love it. And now, you know, as you're, as you're talking about restaurant kitchens and uh, thinking outside the box, I'm reminded of the ghost kitchen model that some restaurants and some properties have been, have been using. That's a real potential opportunity for underutilized hotel uh, kitchens, is it not? It is. I think there is a tremendous opportunity by using a hotel kitchen, either through a virtual kitchen or a ghost kitchen, to create additional revenue for the hotels. And let me explain that. A ghost kitchen is literally a, a full-fledged kitchen where a restaurant could come into your kitchen and literally take over your kitchen. Maybe you provide them, um, you know, you, there's some agreement between you and that restaurant where you're providing the facilities for that restaurant to cook and being able to serve food delivery only model out of your, your kitchen. So at least you're getting some type of revenue coming in for that, uh, that space that you have reserved in your hotel. Number two, which where I think there's a massive opportunity for hotels right now is the concept of virtual kitchens where you can launch a brand. Let's say, uh, I'll just pick a brand. Um, Hilton hotels decides to launch, uh, the, the wing, uh, the wing air experience where they do a wing brand. Now that wing brand is completely isolated from the hotel. The consumer, average consumer out there has no idea that it's in relation to Hilton. They just want wings. And what that allows you to do is to be able to open this kitchen, be able to provide it to third party marketplaces and be able to create once again, a revenue stream out of that kitchen that's sitting dead at the time. Now, I think that one of the main advantages of the hotels doing this is they are demographically located in a great area because the success of virtual kitchens is all about having a location that is densely populated and conducive to third-party delivery. And most hotels are in that situation, either downtown or they're in a populated area. So I think I think there is a massive opportunity here for hotels to jump on this concept and either go down the ghost kitchen route or the virtual kitchen route. I know internally we have discussed about what other restaurants are potentially closed down that we could actually utilize their kitchen. We have not internally thought about hotels and using, you know, what hotels, hotel kitchens are shut down. Where can we go? What partners do we know out there that we can, that we can um, go to bat with and really help, them and help us all at the same time. I believe it's a complete win-win scenario for everybody. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I think we're going to wrap up this conversation on that note because I want the hoteliers who are listening to uh, to get uh, to, to get thinking about uh, creative ways of using their kitchens. I love it. Um, Skip Kimple, CIO of For Our Restaurant Group and host of the Tech Chef podcast, which you can find in all the places you find good podcasts and at hospitalitytech.com, uh, 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 the hospitality technology uh, website. Skip. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate the time here today. I hope you had some great takeaways from that today. Like I mentioned earlier, there is something here for both the hotels and the restaurants to consider. The goal of this show is to make sure everybody is successful and as profitable in their business as possible. As always, you can reach out to me via everything social at Skip Kimple. If you have questions about the show or if you have questions for our guests, please reach out to me via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. You can also go to the website at skipkimple.com where you can find all of our shows listed there as well as the show notes listed at the same time. Now, if you feel really brave, and I dare you to, you can leave a comment on our comment hotline at 954-302-0851. I have a great lineup coming up for you in the next couple of weeks, including Alex Cantor, where we will discuss his main business, Ordermark, and his plans for the equity influx he just received, as we all know through the news. In addition, Karen Bird, CIO for Hooters of America, who needs no introduction, is going to be coming on the show. And I think she even mentioned to me, this is the first podcast she has ever done. So you certainly don't want to miss that. So for now, let's leave it right there. And in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay hungry, my friends. Hey.